With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is your favorite hot mess, formerly known as Laurel Van Ness, Reclusa, Jada, and almost victorious. My name is Chelsea motherfucking Green, and welcome to Green with Envy. Speaking of Green with Envy, I want to talk about jealous bitches today. (laughs) As you all saw on Instagram, and if you didn't, what the fuck? Go follow me at Green WNV Pod. I was on vacation. Aloha. I was in Hawaii for a week and then I flew my ass all the way 10 hours back to Orlando for about three hours. And then I flew my ass straight to Long Island because it is wedding season. I don't know if it actually is wedding season, but I think it's wedding season. I went to a wedding, okay? I flew myself to a wedding with Matt. So, uh, I mean, wow, do New Yorkers really know how to do a wedding right? It was amazing. So much food, a lot of adult beverages. Um, we had a, an amazing night. I will say, though, there was one little snag, one little snafu. <laughs> in our plan. And that was this one jealous bitch. That's right. She was green with envy, dare I say. (laughs) Now, I've known about this girl at the wedding since I started dating Matt. This girl was quote unquote Matt's friend before we dated. She had come to stay with him when we first started dating, um, but I had yet to meet her. So I have a few thoughts about guys, girls. Okay. I have a few thoughts about girls who are friends with males. First off, I've been there mostly when I was single, but I've been the girl with a ton of guy friends. I really don't think that there's any problem with that. I will say I've grown up a little and I've distanced myself from a lot of my guy friends and I've become closer, um, with and and all of my best friends now are are girls. But I guess it's just the nature of getting older, I think. And you know, I well, I'm a gypsy and I leave all my friends in Canada. So I guess that's why I've distanced myself from guys. But but secondly and most important of all, I think, is that because I've had a lot of male friends, I know how to treat their girlfriends or their significant others. If I'm best friends with a guy, and again, I'm using air quotes because I don't think this chick was ever best friends with Matt, but if I'm best friends, and we'll get into that, I do whatever I can to make my guy friends, girlfriend, fiance, wife, partner, whoever it is, feel comfortable with the relationship that I have with their man. I do that by making sure that they know exactly where my friendship with their man stands. 
you know, I make them feel comfortable with the fact that I hang out or I text their guy. I make sure that they know that they are just as much welcome in those conversations as him or I, if that makes sense. The moral of the story here is that I try my fucking hardest to make sure that the woman knows my relationship with her man is not inappropriate. We are just friends. That's it. Anyways, back to the wedding. Sidetrack city over here. This friend of Matt's was coming to the wedding. Naturally, of course, I was a little uneasy, mostly because he had always said that they were such good friends. And yet I had never once met her. I hadn't really heard of her in the four years that we've been together. So I wasn't exactly looking forward to the reunion of, of these two, but I, I was also curious and I'm a fucking grown ass woman. Okay. I was ready for it. Um, so the ceremony happens and it was absolutely beautiful, but I never saw this girl. And then cocktail hour hits. And for a while, I, I didn't see her anywhere there either. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't see her because to be fair, I didn't really know what she looked like. Um, but then out of the corner of my eye during cocktail hour, I see a girl, you guys, I see this girl. I just fucking know. I know deep down that this is her, that this is the moment. (laughs) Matt also may or may not have said to me oh there she is but that's besides the point okay (laughs) but wait but wait this so-called friend of matt's walks right past us walks into the room at cocktail hour and walks right past us right on by without saying hello and i'm like okay i'm thinking that's interesting you know i'm a female so hello I made a mental note that it was weird that she didn't say hi. Then she tries to walk back past us again without saying anything. Now, two times she's walked past us without saying any time, anything. This time, though, Matt stopped her and said hi, which I'm, I'm glad he did because I kind of now I'm feeling really weird about it. So the introduction was short and sweet. Nothing really to call home about. Um... Again, I was feeling a little uneasy about her trying to walk past us back and forth without saying anything. That's weird. But, and it seemed off, but I tried to let it go. Then I found out that she was sitting at our table. Ugh. So it's about to go down. No, <laughs> if you know the Kevin Hart voice, you know what I'm talking about. So shout out to all, all the Kevin Hart fans. But so we all sat down at the table and I'm clearly the only, only one at the table that doesn't really know anyone. You know, I don't know anyone at the table. So that's already awkward, but it's all good. I fucking thrive in those situations. You know what I mean? I was having a blast like chatting with everyone at the table. But guess what? Guess who didn't chat with me? Guess who ignored me the entire dinner? Guess who didn't even look my direction? Bitch fucking McGee. That's who. Oh, and bitch McGee's sidekick. Oh yeah, she had a friend. She had a bitchy ass friend. She recruited a sidekick to ignore me as well. Now, I didn't think to mention this to Matt. Just kidding. I mentioned it to Matt. I don't know why I said that. I totally just lied to you. I did mention this to Matt. And uh, I, I obviously, yeah, I let him know that cocktail hour was bizarre and that now this bitch is sitting at the table. She won't even look in my direction and she's avoiding any conversation that I'm in. But then guys, lovers, the unthinkable happens. Oh yeah. This chick took it one step further. So from across the beautiful wedding table, while we're eating dinner and having drinks, fucking bitch McGee starts talking to her sidekick, starts talking shit about me. I hear, I'm hearing like, Chelsea fucking green from across the room. Well, across the table. She had the nerve and probably enough margaritas in her to outwardly show her disdain for me. And this is when I knew, I fucking knew people that my gut instinct was right. My women's intuition has yet to fail me. And oh, folks, it did not fail me that night. Nope. My gut told me 
that she was not to be trusted. She was most definitely not fucking trustworthy. And that was kind of when I started to snap. Like I got pissed. I was obviously having a, a couple drinks. I'm not sloppy drunk. I wasn't a sloppy angry drunk, but a couple of drinks to help me loosen up and to help me tell a bitch how I felt. But first I had to tell Matt. You know what I mean? I had to I had to give him a heads up that I was ready to throw down at this wedding. So he got the hint. He pulled me onto the dance floor and to try to avoid the whole thing, I assume, to try to avoid a cat fight at the wedding. Typical male move. But us females, we don't let shit go. Okay. So I was watching like a hawk. Like, I don't care if my back is turned. I knew if this girl was behind me. Like, I just felt the energy. So at some point in the night, I mean, probably only like, an hour, maybe even 30 minutes later after, after she had been talking shit about me across the table, I, we were on the dance floor and I kind of stepped away for like two and a half seconds to look at a picture that we had just taken together. Oh, you better believe I saw this girl from across the room make a beeline towards Matt. Like she swooped in so fucking quick. She could have been a goddamn eagle in that moment. Oh yeah. She tried to make a move on my man when I looked away. That's right. Now, luckily she was too drunk to really get many words out before Matt aborted the situation, probably because he knows I'm a crazy bitch and I would have, you know, shanked someone. I'm totally kidding. I would not. Well, who knows if there was a fork close to me. Anyway, she tried to make a move and she failed miserably. So ladies and gentlemen, the story is, let me just say this. There's a few takeaways. One takeaway would be that you should always trust your women's intuition, even if you're a man. Okay. But most importantly, if you're a guy's girl and you don't try to make friends with the girlfriend or the wife or the fiance, you're a straight up Bitch. T-shirts. Get your T-shirts, guys. I've only got six and a half weeks until I am officially a free agent. Do you know what that means? That means you need your Chelsea Green tees because you never know where I'm going to pop up next. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Green has over 15 different designs to choose from. We're always updating my store, adding new designs. So keep checking back for the most up-to-date tees available. And bonus today and only today, use code MEMORIAL to get 20% off everything on my store. Everything. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Green. Use code MEMORIAL at checkout for 20% off. Hot off the mess. So you guys know from last week's episode, Vacation Sex, that I just got back from Hawaii. Uh, Matt, my fiance, you should know that by now. <laughs> and I went to Oahu for just under a week, which was actually the longest that we've ever gone on vacation for. Isn't that crazy? I am an avid traveler. So I used to never go anywhere for under probably I would say two weeks. I thought there was no point in going anywhere and and on vacation and flying anywhere if you couldn't go for 10 days to two weeks. But of course now with wrestling, it's so hard to get away for more than a couple days because, you know, raw SmackDown live events, everything just consumes us. So Matt and I had been to um, a couple different places in our relationship in the four and a half years that we've been together, but we had only ever been away for three days. How crazy is that? three days. So we were gone for like, oh, I don't know, six days. 
in total with New York included. We were gone for like 10 days. So it was a long time for us, but it was awesome. We got um, a lot of alone time together. I mean, we had, you know, a lot of vacation sex. We tried his vacation sex, if you know what I mean. We tried my vacation sex, which is going to sleep really bloated and full and having some drinks in us. lack of vacation sex. Um, But we had such a good time. We explored. The weird thing about Hawaii, I want to say we explored Hawaii, but the weird thing about Hawaii right now in the pandemic is unfortunately they've had to sell off all their cars. So there are no rental cars available unless you pay six to $700 a day. And I'm just not, you know, I'm cheap. I'm not willing to do that. Um, so we caught a couple of Ubers to explore, but that got old pretty quick. So we mostly stayed on the strip of Waikiki. One thing we did do though, was we hiked Diamond Head, which is absolutely beautiful. If you ever go to Hawaii, to Oahu, you got to hike Diamond Head. I'm sure so many of you guys have already done that. And it is such a tourist trap, but it's so beautiful to be up there after that 30 minute hike and just like Oh, the view is amazing. We spent most of our time by the pool, um, on the beach. We did a little shopping, which you really can't get away from in Hawaii because Hawaii is, or at least Waikiki, is almost like Vegas on the beach. It's got all the expensive stores lined up. It's kind of like Rodeo Drive on the beach. Um, so we had to walk past like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Prada, like all of it, everything every day just to get to lunch. Um, so I treated myself, you guys, I got myself, well, Matt got me, but that's besides the point. Cause I went in there to buy it myself. Thank you very much. A Louis Vuitton backpack. How bougie am I? Right? Oh, and I'm obsessed with it. It's blue and it's going to forever remind me of Hawaii. And I just love it so, so, so much. I have become kind of a Louis addict, not as much as say Natty Neidhart, or I, I do think that um, Cass and Jess are Louis addicts, um, or you might know them as, as the Iconics or Billy and Peyton, but they're now Cass and Jess. Okay. Um, but they, side note, the, I know they're obsessed with Louie because for my birthday, they totally spoiled me and they bought me some Louis Vuitton sunglasses, which I totally did not deserve. Ugh, and I love them so much. I brought them to Hawaii. I wore them. I wear them all the time. Anyway. Um, so yes, I, I don't even know. See, I get sidetracked and I don't even know what I was talking about. So we'll go back to Hawaii. Hawaii was absolutely amazing. Originally, Matt and I were supposed to get married New Year's Eve, and we were planning this past New Year's Eve, we were planning to go to Hawaii for our honeymoon. I had already been to Hawaii. So as much as I loved Hawaii, I really didn't want to go for the honeymoon. I really want to go somewhere that I've never been before, somewhere like Africa or the Maldives or Dubai or something like really interesting. And I love Hawaii, but I feel like we could go whenever. Well, I mean, I proved, I proved my point, didn't I? We went to Hawaii. <laughs> I, I booked the flight um, a month before we went. So actually I booked the flight the day before I got fired, um, April like 14th or something, just because I thought like, with COVID and everything and, and our wedding not happening, like we should still go on a vacation. We still, we should still like enjoy, enjoy ourselves a little bit until this free agent period is up and we're both working, you know, and we're both like doing that indie life where you just don't have time for anything and things pop up. So it was really nice to be able to spend those six or seven days together, whatever it was, um, and just enjoy our time. I don't know. We still fight on vacation. I feel like all couples do, right? Like, or am I crazy? Anyway, we still fought, but we had such a great time. We, oh, we drank Mai Tais. Um, we went in the water. We had friggin' buffets for breakfast, like massages. It was so much fun. And we stayed at the Royal Hawaiian. Um, which was also absolutely beautiful. And if you've been to Oahu, you know that this is the 
big historic pink hotel, which I love anything with a bit of history and a story behind it. So that was also amazing. Anyway, um, another thing that happened is right before I went to Hawaii, which I spoke about, I had surgery on my arm. I got my plate out. Well, guess what, people? I am officially cleared. My surgeon was so impressed with how well my arm has healed. My plate is out. I have no surgeries left. I am officially healed and ready to get back in the ring. I'm so excited. I feel like I could cry. I have not wrestled in so long. I haven't really been in the ring in I mean, other than my minute and a half debut on SmackDown, I I truly haven't been in the ring in a year. A year. How crazy is that? Just, you know, I really had to be careful with my arm and I just with the pandemic and everything. It's it's been it's been such a weird year and a half for all of us, I think. And it really has affected the wrestling, especially for me. For some people it hasn't, but for me it's really affected um my my time in the ring. So I can officially get back in the ring. I will probably get in the ring tomorrow or the next day and just start rolling around and uh, getting that ring rust off. I'm so excited, you guys. And July 14th, the day that my 90-day non-compete with WWE um, is up, could not come soon enough. I'm so ready to wrestle again. And then in other news, gosh, I have so much hot off the mess, don't I? In other news... I have some exciting stuff to tell you guys about Playboy. Um, I feel like a lot of you know that when I first was released from WWE, I let people know what was on my bucket list. On my bucket list was, you know, going back and doing a, a, a little tour with Impact, wrestling with Ring of Honor for the first time, which I still really want to do, going to AEW and, and having a match with all the amazing talent on their roster. Um, getting this podcast signed with Barstool, still on my to-do list, still working on it. Shout out to Dave Portnoy. Um, and last but not least was make connections with Playboy. Now, everyone assumed I just wanted to be in play- Playboy and that was it. Like I wanted to pose naked and stuff, but like I, I really haven't elaborated on it. Look, I'm totally not ashamed of my body. I'm not ashamed to be half naked, be naked, whatever it is. And I love people who are equally as confident as me. I feel like everybody should feel that way about their body. Um, but I think what people don't realize is that's not necessarily all I was looking for with Playboy. I have loved Playboy for forever. So I was looking for all aspects of Playboy. And now I realize I've already gotten into a little more than I should have because I want to talk about Playboy next week and reveal the little Playboy conversations that I have had. And I also would love, love, love to tell you guys about the time that I tried out for Playboy. So all of that to come next week. So stay tuned. Hot mess confess. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. I want to throw it back to 2015. The year that I was actually chosen to go on Tough Enough. I cannot wait to tell you this story because I really think it dives into the relationship I have with my mom. And it gives you a little insight on how fucking cuckoo we are. The apple does not fall far from the tree. So around the time of Tough Enough, I believe it was right after Tough Enough when I got kicked out and came back, I had a boyfriend at the time, but we were kind of going through a breakup. And if you have ever gone through a breakup when you live with somebody and you share an animal and things like that, it is not a cut and dry situation. It is not like a, we're going to break up and that's that especially because my ex and I at the time both lived um, away from home. So we had an apartment in Vancouver. We had a cat. We had been together for a couple years and, you know, it, it was tough. I didn't know if he was going to leave or I was going to leave or whatever. So I decided to 
take a weekend off of the relationship. It was going downhill. We were breaking up. I took a weekend off and I house sat for um, some friends of mine. I was working at a, at a restaurant at that time as a server and they offered me to house sit and dog sit. So I was looking after their cute little dog and I invited my mom and my mom's best friend to come to Vancouver and stay with me at this place. Now, okay, let me just preface all of this by saying my mom and her best friend are fucking nuts in the best way possible. They party, they drink, they smoke a little weed. Like, and I know this is 2015 and probably Americans are like, wait, what? Like, but keep in mind, I lived in BC. So like weed has always been a thing. We've never, we've never treated it like a drug. Like weed has always just been kind of a a thing. Like everyone smokes weed. It's no big deal. If you don't cool. And if you do cool, no big deal. So my mom and her BFF, they're wild. I knew that when they were coming over to Vancouver, like they're planning to have a good ass time. We're going to drink wine. We're going to drink tequila. We're going to smoke some weed. We're going to fucking party. I love it. I love it so much. So 2015, how old would I have been then? Fuck, I'm 30. And that was six years ago. So 24. Okay. So I'm 24. You know, I had been wrestling for a year, probably maybe a little bit longer. And maybe this was like going into 2016. I don't even remember. But um, they came over. We stayed at this little cute little townhouse. Um, and I was not in a good mental state. So they took me out for dinner and they took me out for carbs. They took me out for Italian. I needed it. I needed carbs and wine. Nothing fixes a broken heart like carbs and wine. So they took me out and we had been pre-drinking a little bit. We showed up to the restaurant. And of course, Vancouver is such a small ass city. It's a big city, but so small when you're in it. (sighs) I see my ex. Now at the time, he's not really my ex. He's, we're just not on good terms. And he's at dinner with a bunch of his friends and who's sitting beside him. This fucking hoe, this big ass hoe that was always like, she was always in and out of our relationship and not in a good way. If you know what I mean, she's another thing. Speaking of guys, girls, this seems to be the topic today. Speaking of guys, girls, this chick was always friends with all the boys and always slept with all the boys. Okay. So that's not really a guy's girl. It's just not. That's just kind of a hoe. Well, I shouldn't even say that, but you know what I mean? She was in and out of our relationship. I did not like her hanging around with him. I, I, I felt she was very inappropriate, very like sexual towards him. So of course I'm sitting down at this table and uh, We had to go the whole hour and a half basically staring at my boyfriend with this chick beside him. So I was pissed. And my mom is trying to feed me alcohol. She's drinking because she's stressed. Her best friend's drinking because she's stressed. Like we're all just like, at this point, we're stress drinking and stress eating pasta. Um, And uh, so at some point, we decide to leave the restaurant and continue our drinking. Now, I don't know when we decided this was a good idea, (laughs) but we decided that we were going to go to my old apartment, which still had all my stuff in it, but we were going to go to my old apartment, and we were going to like pull a prank on my boyfriend. And this girl who had to have been staying at my apartment because she didn't have anywhere else to stay. So I, that's also what had fired me up. So we decided, we decided in our drunken stupor, we, we walked over to the apartment and we, and I left in a fury. So I didn't have my keys with me or anything to get in. We tried to open up the front door, not open. We tried to open up the back door. Then my mom and her best friend convinced me to get on their shoulders like a cheerleading pyramid and break into my apartment. (laughs) So (laughs) 
I did just that. I opened the window, I popped out the screen, and I hopped on into my apartment. And I found, oh boy, what did I find all over this apartment? First of all, the apartment was a shit show. They had obviously been partying in it for the past, like, the weekend, which was what I was doing with my mom and her best friend in in the other apartment. But there was booze everywhere. Just everywhere. Weed everywhere and booze everywhere. So once I, you know, hopped in through the window, I opened up the door, I let my mom in, I let her best friend in, and we were trying to decide what should we do? You know, like what should we flip all the mattresses? Should we fucking TP the apartment? Like what do we want to do? We decided (laughs) we're going to steal all of their alcohol and all of their weed. And that we did, folks. My mom, myself, and my mom's best friend gathered up all the bottles of alcohol that they had for the weekend, put them under our arms, put them in bags, and we headed back to our apartment. I loved it. I I still think that this is the best fucking story ever whose mom would help them break into their apartment to steal all of the party supplies. Like, I'm sure that when my boyfriend at the time got home and and they probably all came home to party and drink, that they were just pissed. But what could they say? What could, who did it? All the doors are locked. The, the, you know, the screen is bad. I never even told him. I still don't know if he knows that I did this. But I will say this. We woke up in the morning, the three of us, with extreme regret. Extreme regret. Like, we did not know how to handle ourselves because we woke up hungover, obviously. And then we had all this weed and all this alcohol on the table. And we're like, what the hell are we going to do with this? You guys, if you think that part of the story is good, you don't even want to know what we did at like seven in the morning. We decided while they were sleeping to break back into the apartment and put everything back. (laughs) I could have just left that part out of the story and you guys would have thought I was such a badass and my mom is such a badass, but I kind of think it's even more badass that we broke back in a second time while they were all sleeping. And there were so many of them because they were all partying like on the couches and stuff. We fully just broke back in, put everything back and went about our day. And we never spoke about it again. I mean, my mom and I have joked about it over and over, but we never spoke about it again to my boyfriend. So that's my hot mess confess. And I mean, maybe he'll hear this. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he does know. And he knows I'm a crazy bitch. And that's why we never spoke since. (laughs) With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Messy moment of the week. I think I just said messy with a lisp. So (laughs) this week's messy moment should be totally obvious to those in the wrestling world or anyone who's a WWE fan and pays attention to the inside world of WWE through Twitter. So a week or two ago, we got word that NXT had started releasing people. One particular person that I was upset about was Vanessa Bourne because, oh, guys, that is such a loss for the company. She really was, or I actually, I should say she really is such a hidden gem. Hear me out. 
She's hot. She can bump. She can wrestle. She can talk on the mic. She can act. She can dance. She can do gymnastics. Shit. She is way more than a triple threat. So that sucks. Like, I'm excited to have her on the indies with me and I'm excited to see what happens. But it sucks. Maybe, though, one day, maybe we will make that little tag team idea happen. Anyways, aside from that, this past Wednesday, we learned that WWE had continued their firing streak. This time, they fired 60. I repeat, 60 people behind the scenes, 60 fucking employees, some of which had been there for 10 plus years. I feel so terrible for all those people who worked behind the scenes making magic for, you know, dot com for WWE.com. Um, they truly were such unsung heroes. And I, I hate for anyone to lose their job in the middle of a pandemic. I know that they've all built awesome resumes. Um, in the long run, you know, they'll be fine. But ah, it's just stressful. I would know because my ass was fired. It's stressful no matter how confident you are in your skills and abilities. I personally knew quite a few of the people who were fired this past week. And, you know, some of them had bought new houses or just had babies. So I don't know. My heart really goes out to them. So that is messy as fuck, my friends. Young mess. (laughs) May 24th, 2011. A college Chelsea wrote, I'm going to do dirty things to my husband tonight. Get it, Kessler. Yay, Nux. If you're a hockey fan, you know exactly what this means. Uh, Kessler played for the Canucks for years, and I'm a BC girl, so obviously the Canucks are my team. And clearly I had no filter. I also was delusional and called Kessler my husband. Very embarrassing, so we're just going to move on from that one. Hot girl and hot boy summer is right around the corner. So Green with Envy has you covered. We're hooking you up with 70% off of your first week of Eat Right meal plan. Personally, I love the conventional meal plan, but they've also got keto meal plans and plant-based meal plans to suit all of my lovers. And for those of you who count your macros, guess what? They've included them right on every single meal. Eat Right is available nationwide with overnight delivery, so every single meal stays fresh, baby. Head over to at time two, that's the number two, at time to eat right on Insta or Facebook and order your meals today. Don't forget to use code green with envy for 70% off your first week of meals. Now, I absolutely, you know, you guys know, I eat healthy all the time. I work out all the time. So I'm a huge fan of of Eat Right. Um, I get my weekly meals delivered. And I mean, it definitely helps me stay on track. It helps me when I'm in a pinch and I need something to just quickly grab out of the freezer or out of the fridge. And that way I don't rely on the bag of chips that I have, you know, or the popcorn. You guys know I'm obsessed with popcorn. You have reached the voicemail box of hot messages. Joey McBriar asked, utilizing your frugal spending habits, you can only spend $100 or less on dinner and an activity. Tell us your ideal date. Joey, I love this question. I love it. It made me really think about what would I do? Like, what's my ideal date? And can I do my ideal date for a hundred bucks? And guess what? I can. So here's what I would do. I would start with like a romantic picnic somewhere by a lake or a beach. And the picnic would include not like a full meal. I would do like meats and cheeses 
And I would probably have a shaker ready with all the martini stuff in it. I probably wouldn't do wine at this point. I'd probably do some martini stuff, just make it a little bit different. So I would say for that portion of the date, you're probably looking around like 50 bucks for some meat, cheese, and like vodka. (laughs) Then after that, you know, I'm a popcorn lover. So take a wild guess what I would do next. Duh. I'd watch a movie. I would probably go to a movie because hear me out. Normally when it's not the pandemic, going to the movie is going to cost you at least 60 bucks, which I think is fucking ridiculous. But it's one thing that I'll always do just because I love popcorn and movies. Right now, tickets are so damn cheap and like popcorn's cheap. Everything is so cheap. I feel like you could probably get that, get, go to a movie after this for like, or even a drive-in movie, which we have a lot of in Florida for like 30 bucks. So, so far, $50 picnic, $30 movie night. I'm only at $80, people. So guess what? I would continue the date after the movie and I would go home and like sit around your fire pit or dip your toes in the pool. I'm just saying that because I'm spoiled and I have a fire pit in a pool, but just sit in like the backyard and stargaze. And then I would open a bottle of wine because guess what? We've got 20 extra dollars to spend. So even if we wanted a cheap bottle of wine, we could get two. Anyway, Joey, that question was great. I loved it. Aaron Sharp wrote in and he asked, hey, Chelsea, I'm from the UK and I'm a big fan of you in the show. Thank you, Aaron. That's so nice. Just tooting my own horn over here. Toot toot. My question to you is, what is your favorite food to eat when you visit the UK that you do not get in the US or Canada? Okay. So I, a lot of you don't know, I actually lived in the UK when I was like seven and eight years old. We lived there for just over a year. I did third grade in the UK. Um, so I know my, my, my England shit. You know what I mean? I know what I'm talking about. One thing that England does better than anyone is serve breakfast, a classic English breakfast. Because my family is English, we have a classic English breakfast, um, you know, like Christmas Day and stuff like that. But it's not the same as when you're in England, even if you go to like a dingy, dark pub and get a real English breakfast. Oh my God, you guys, it's so good. Fried tomatoes, beans, sausages. Oh, it's amazing. So that's one thing I feel like a whole meal that they just don't do right in America and Canada. And then one thing that we, I believe we do have in Canada, but we do not have in America is Cadbury's chocolate. Oh my goodness. Cadbury's chocolate is absolutely amazing. I remember when I lived in the UK, I went to the Cadbury's factory and the the smell of a chocolate factory has stayed with me my whole life. If I close my eyes, I'm closing my eyes right now. Everybody do it with me. Well, I guess you can't do it with me because you guys don't know what it smells like. But, oh, it's just like heavenly. So I wish that they had Cadbury's here in America. And I'm sure if I went to an international grocery store, I probably could find some. So now that I'm saying that, I might go and try to look for some Cadbury's. Tyler Sintrin. And I, sorry, Tyler, if I didn't say your last name right. I don't know. Tyler wrote, Everyone's got good Marty the Moth stories. What is the best one that you have? Oh, so for those of you who don't know, Marty the Moth is a Lucha Underground star. And a lot of people don't know that I was at Lucha Underground for the very last season and only for the, like the last half of the season, I believe. I had such an amazing time at Lucha Underground. Like I could rant and rave about Lucha Underground forever. They treated the wrestlers like actors in the sense that they treated us so well. They put us up in awesome hotels in LA. They fed us so well. Um, The culture there was just 
so positive. Whenever ever, whenever anyone came back from a match, everyone was cheering them on and just giving them like positive reinforcement. And I was so lucky. I didn't realize what I was missing until I got there. And I was like, why was I not at Lucha Underground this whole time? It was amazing. I'm so lucky to be to have been able to do those couple weeks of tapings. And with those couple weeks of tapings, I actually was paired right off the bat with Marty. And Marty and I had never met each other. I'm sure that Marty was like, what the fuck is this girl going to do for me? Like he probably had no idea who he, who I was. Um, but I was just so excited. I was so excited to be a part of the Lucha family. And I was so excited to be paired with a man. I had never been paired with a man before. And I was kind of just thrown into this role as reclusa. And that's why in my intro, I say that I had, I've gone by reclusa. Reclusa was my character at Lucha Underground, which was kind of a creepy spider lady, a recluse spider, I believe. I hope I'm not wrong about that, but recluse spider, um, is some deadly spider. I don't know. Creepy, but I had like spider gear and spider, like spider webs on my face. It was so awesome. Anyway. So I really got to know Marty in, um, in that span of like a couple weeks and we've stayed friends ever since uh he actually shout out to marty he's getting married to his lover i can't wait for them to get married she is amazing i met her at um kira and john morrison's wedding um kira being taya valkyrie i'm i met uh marty's future wife there and they're like the best couple ever Um, but I really got to know Marty in those couple weeks and we just had a blast. So I guess the story I have about him is that the last match of the tapings, it was him versus Pentagon. And if you're a Lucha Underground fan, even if you're not, you should look this match up. It was insane. Now, this match was one of the last matches of the night. And because I'm not from LA, I had to, after this match, we knew it was cutting it real close to the time that I had to get on my flight. So I was really anxious. Like I was waiting in the back to do my run in for the Marty versus Pentagon match. I knew it was like a fucking free for all, like weapons, blood, all that stuff. So I knew it was going to be crazy. I did not know how crazy it was going to be. I will say that. I did not know how crazy it was going to be. But um, I was a little panicky. I knew I had to go, you know, get on this flight. And if you know LAX, you know, it's the worst airport to try to get to your gate, um, like drive up to the terminal and then get to your gate. It's just a shit show. So I was waiting in the wings for my time to do the run in on the match. Um, and I believe I was supposed to do the run in and try to save Marty. And then Pentagon was going to, uh, grab my arm and do his arm breaker, which I was like super excited for. Well, midway through the match, Marty starts bleeding. He had taken something to the head. I can't remember what it was, whether it was a chair shot or like there were so many crazy things in that match. It's just all a bloody blur to me, literally. Um, and I'm waiting to do my run in and I'm like, look, I'm watching the match and I'm watching the monitor and watching the match. I'm like, holy shit, there's so much blood. Like, even if I go out there, I'm going to be, I, I, I don't even know. Like I can't, Marty's not even going to be able to see me. And I'm hearing everyone on the headsets because, you know, blood is cool, but there's a certain amount of blood where it hits a, it's, it's a fine line and it hits a point where it's like, it's too much blood. People don't want to see someone literally fainting from loss of blood. And it gets scary, right? Like a crowd loves a little blood. And then when it gets to too much, a crowd can go dead. That's something that I think we've all experienced. And probably as fans, you know that as well. Um, and it got to that point where it, it, it got, it got scary. And, um, they sent me out early and they cut the match early. Um, he had to, as we say in the wrestling business, take it home early, which means start, start winding, winding it up, winding it down, winding up, winding, wrapping it up. That's the word wrapping it up, start wrapping it up. So Marty wrapped it up early. Pentagon wrapped it up early. I ran out. We did our quick thing, got the fuck out of there. Um, and you know, I had to like carry Marty out. You guys. I was, first of all, I I was, the the Marty story is just that I was absolutely amazed. He was such a professional. He was so amazing in that match. He deserved every single positive thing he got. He deserved the Lucha Underground title. 
And that match just proved it. It was so scary how much blood was on him. I, it took me, so I had to jump straight into my, my, uh, ride to the airport and I was wiping off blood all that whole ride. I had about an hour ride through to LAX and stuff. I was wiping blood off me everywhere. I still, even getting on the flight, smelt like pennies. If you know that smell of blood that like, oh, it's like, it smells like dirty pennies. I had Marty's blood all over me. So yeah, it was kind of gross, but it's so cool. So many pictures, like such an amazing experience. And I would do anything to go back and do that all over again with Marty. Um, we just had such awesome chemistry in the ring. And I really loved like that, like Matt didn't get weird about it. And his girlfriend didn't get weird about it because him and I were just good friends. You know what? Actually that right there, that is being friends with a dude. Like you still go home to your man. He still goes home to his girl and like, we're still friends. You know what I mean? But, and it's not weird. And I love that. So shout out to Marty. Anyway, guys, don't forget every week, ask me your questions using the hashtag hot messages on Twitter because I'm loving all your questions. I'm loving the variety. I love talking about England and dates and Marty the Moth. Green reviews. Each week, I'm going to be sending out 8x10s to a few lucky listeners who tweet or DM me showing me their five-star reviews. This week, I decided to go for three lucky Instagram followers. You guys have been, you know, tweeting me and DMing me. And so I decided to go with some Instagram followers. So congratulations to Jeff Long, Brandon Resendez, could be Resende. So sorry if I'm wrong, Brandon. And Lee Barber. Lee actually even wrote, she's a mess, but better than all the rest. It's good to have a lady's perspective of the wrestling business amongst all the guys' podcasts. A great solid listen, very entertaining and digestible for the ears. Lee, oh, thank you so much. That was really sweet. And I love that you appreciate my female take on this ridiculous world. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe and catch me every single Monday, bright and early. Lovers, that is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at GreenWNVPod and let us know what you want to hear. Don't forget, next week I'm going to talk all about my Playboy journey. Previous, future, current, all of it. You already know nothing is off limits. I love you all. Thank you to the wrestling gods and bless this mess. <laughs>